Welcome to Therapist in Your Pocket, the podcast that's here to wrap you in warmth and sprinkle a little bit of sunshine in your life. I'm your host, Lucy Ellis, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me. I'm passionate about creating a safe space for open and honest conversations where we explore the depths of the human mind and heart. My mission is to enliven, inspire and enrich your life by helping you discover your inner strength, your worth, your uniqueness, your special source. Remember though that Therapist in Your Pocket is not a replacement for professional therapy. The insights and the advice shared here are meant to support and inspire, not to diagnose or replace individualised care. Your well-being is so unique and so personal to you. So self-responsibility is key. What we discuss may not be 100% applicable to your unique circumstances. So let's embark on this transformative journey together with an open heart and a spirit of exploration. You're in great hands and I'm here to guide you with warmth and understanding. Let's dive in. listeners. It's Lucy Ellis back here with you for another episode of Therapist in Your Pocket. But today we are starting a brand new segment to the podcast where we get to explore dreams. And this is going to be a once a month uh, thing that I've I think I've roped Shauna into doing with me. I don't know whether she's 100% agreed with this, but I've decided it's going to be a good idea. And I've heard from quite a few of you that have said, oh, how exciting. A, a podcast once a month where we, uh, where you will get to send in your dreams and Shauna and I will discuss them together. So let me introduce you to my, my uh, dream buddy, Shauna. Shauna is a licensed professional counsellor in Oklahoma. She's currently in private practice where she works with individuals who have complex and layered trauma histories. She encourages healing through a mind-body-soul approach that allows her clients to develop a deep inner life with dream work and other symbolic practices. In her personal time, she's a bit of a book collector and enjoys diving into books related to Jungian psychology as well as fantasy novels. If she could have her own dragon, she would absolutely have one. She's also a bit obsessed with tarot and loves discerning these deep and juicy messages from her unconscious mind. Please let me introduce you to my beautiful dream work bestie shauna hello thank you so much for having me lucy oh it's my absolute pleasure now shauna and i met in 2021 or two oh, no, 2021 yeah that sounds yeah that sounds right 2021 sounds sounds pretty accurate i think 
It could have even been from 2020 to 20, the end of 2020 to 2021. We did a dream, we did a year-long dream work practitioner training with mm -hmm. wonderful Leslie Ellis. Yes. Um, we've got so much to thank Leslie for because not only was she a beautiful um, practitioner and teacher and just so knowledgeable, but she brought us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did. She didn't know what she was doing at the time, <laughs> but she did. We, we really did hit it off, I think, pretty quickly. We did because Leslie, uh, she just, and it was by random choice, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. um, that she randomly selected um, DreamWork Buddies. So we would meet once a month for the course, for the training, but then in between we'd have to meet our buddy and discuss a dream or work a dream together and Shauna and I were just really so we we got paired up and we became really great at it and you know just created this beautiful friendship and so since then have been connecting once still once a month oh roughly we've had a couple of months where we've gone by you know life and things and meeting and seriously discussing dreams and working through um yeah those those dreams and some personal things that we're going through it's been wonderful it, it really has it really has i had no idea like what would happen when i signed up for that that uh, dream workshop and then got paired up with you i was so nervous you know that you weren't gonna like me and but it was going to be weird and it wasn't it was like we'd known each other our whole lives it was so cool so yeah i know and we've never obviously never met each other yet um, you know in the flesh what i'm talking about is in the flesh but we quite often dream or shauna dreams about maybe coming out to australia one day that'll be amazing i think um if that ever happens we can definitely create some dream um project over here when you're over here to um, bring people together and who knows who knows when that day is going to be but it's going to be a bloody good day when i get to wrap my arms around you <laughs> i know i know me too and like definitely yes i feel like if i come to australia i need to stay for like a week to just hang out with you and then we need to do something for the community and for everybody you know especially where it comes to dream work you know i think i think it's it's a secret for people who aren't part of this world i think you know people don't know about it people don't know how amazing it is but like people in the community are just like oh yeah it's dreams mm. you know sometimes they they are like really gentle and loving and kind and sometimes they knock you on your butt i mean absolutely kind of you know yeah yeah and um that's exactly right and and the most common thing that people when i say i do dream work I always get a raised a raised eyebrow when uh -huh. I say, "Oh, I do dream work therapy as well." Mm, that's interesting, and <laughs> and of course you might hear of a, a weird dream, um, and they all say, "Oh, I have such weird dreams," and I say, "They're all weird. That's what makes them <laughs> so amazing, right?" I know they're a whole nother fantastical part of ourselves, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so. I think that's what's so exciting about opening up this podcast segment is that we're going, we have two dreams today that we're going to 
kick this segment off that we're going to um, unpack and explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a couple of things that we want to tell the listeners about um, mm-hmm. this process, isn't there, Shauna? Yeah, so first, I mean, when we do this kind of process where the person's anonymous and we're just kind of holding their dream material, um, I do want to say, like, I'm this is sacred to me, and so I do hold this dream material in such a way that I'm going to be very gentle and loving and kind with the material. Um, but it's definitely different because I have to do some generalizing that I wouldn't normally do if I had you in front of me on a one-on-one session or in a group where I could really uh, just kind of vibe off of you and what you're giving me and um, ask questions, you know? So there may be times while we're doing this that I might say, you know, here's a question I would ask you if you're in front of me, something for you to ponder. So this is more of an exploration rather than a, a working so, and I think, you know, like you do workings with people. And so it's just a little bit different. This is, this is to kind of deepen the dream a little bit and to kind of give them a place to go. And then maybe if they're interested, they can come alongside one of us or someone else who's in their area that does this kind of work. So Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, we're not here to say, oh, because you dreamt that, then that's what this means. We're definitely not, um, you know, looking into the meaning um, or into the definite meaning. Uh, but we're, like Shauna says, yeah, being more broad um, mm-hmm. as we look at it. And, of course, I want to second the fact that, yeah, these dreams are sacred and, and I think on my journey with my dream works oh it just the more you uh work with your dreams the more you understand that intimate space between you Mm. and your dream world and it's really it's just I hope Mm. I hope everyone gets to experience that because then you won't just take that dream you won't just kind of screw your nose up at your dream and go oh that was weird and carry on with your day you might stop and reflect and and um, be with it for a little while and sometimes that's all that the dreams are asking us is just to be with it um we don't need to necessarily know the dream and know the meaning of the dream every time but um just to lovingly um hold it and um and see what comes for you when you do that might just be a beautiful feeling that you have yeah mm-hmm. so or, many times yeah so many times me and you have got together and done this and it's like well we don't really know what that was about but we sure left with a shift in our bodies or just the way we moved about our day or um you know that turns into something bigger I think because you know you I listened to your beautiful podcast on um energy and burnout the other day and I thought about how that related to dreams and how really you know when we're with our dreams and we pay attention it causes an energetic shift in mm. our minds you know and sometimes that's all we need that's exactly yeah. right that's exactly what happens yeah thank you so much for saying it so succinctly like that that's <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, 
because sometimes there's obviously scary dreams or nightmare dreams or dreams where you're maybe feeling challenged by the visuals mm-hmm. uh, and and even those uh, you can feel that shift in that intimate space if you allow yourself to just be with it um, and maybe those ones you might feel more comfortable sitting with a dream work therapist with yes. if it feels very confronting uh, but they all deserve our attention they're all you know um yeah there's no yeah they're all equal in that sense that they all deserve our attention even the scary ones well i think you know the scary ones are my favorite (laughs) i I love the nightmares and the really difficult um images and i do a lot you know i work with mostly people who have complex trauma and so a lot of the dream work we do are trauma related dreams which you have to work with differently so Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's just it's just a blessing to get to sit with one and witness kind of yeah. that. Oh, and, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of my scariest dreams have brought some of the most powerful and gentle messages. It's just like the dream was trying to hunt me down and I was ignoring that part of myself. And so finally it had to just get bit really big and scary and turn into some sort of monster, you know? <laughs> yes, I 100% agree. Uh, those scary dreams for me have been, uh, well, I would go as far as to say extremely life-changing. Um, and I always take notice if there's a lot of violence in my dream, you know, or, you know, the, the scarier the dream, I feel like the more the dream is trying to shake me and say, just look here, please look here. Um, I promise we don't mean no harm, but I've really got to start shaking you so you get this message because it's important that you receive this message. Mm. Oh, they're incredible. So are we ready to dive in? Sure. I'm ready if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. So we're going to start with um, this dream here. So first of all, I'm going to uh, tell you the dream. And then I will give you a little background story of the person that had the dream. And then we'll, um, yeah, Shauna and I will just riff on it for a little while. (laughs) Okay, so here's the dream. I dreamt that I was marrying my friend Lara. In my head, I was thinking that I can't go through with this wedding. Then it was the night of the wedding and we were about to go into the ceremony and I told her that I couldn't do it. I can't marry you. I explained that I wasn't sexually attracted to females and I wasn't the right person. I kept saying I would pay for the wedding that now wasn't going to happen. I had to explain it to her mum. It was winter and didn't seem like it was in Australia. I was proud of me for not going through with something that I didn't want, which is unusual for me to say that, um, you know, to, uh, yeah, not go through with something that, that she wants. I'm not sure what any of this represents. Lara has been a good friend lately and is into spirituality, but I also feel not that close to her. 
but can talk about these things with her. And so the dreamer is, this is what's kind of happening in her life um, mm -hmm. at present when she had this dream. She writes that she's been really depressed and lost. Her husband and her have been off with each other and had having no intimacy at all it's something that's very stressful on both sides for different reasons i think i've mentioned before that i don't really ever think about sex so it doesn't worry me i'm not sure if there is trauma hidden there but it's a big issue between us as for my friend in the dream i have no idea what that was about I hope that's helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's dream number one. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, this is such a lovely dream. Um, I think they're all lovely, though. So I'm probably going to say that every time you like read a dream to me, if you know we start riffing back and forth, I'm going to say it's lovely. I love all dreams. Um, but there's a few things that stand out to me, kind of like when I look at a dream, and I know Lucy, you've experienced this, I look at the main things that really stand out to me in the dream first. And usually that's kind of um, the setting is the first thing that I usually look at. And then also, you know, the feelings. In this one, it sounds like, in the beginning, it sounds like anxiety, though the person that gave you this dream didn't say that. And I'm, I'm guessing this is a, a she because we're talking about a, a same-sex attraction mismatch here um and so i'm gonna look at the the setting so we have got some anxiety and then at the end she's proud so i like that so there's there's that initial anxiety and then that pride that comes in so there's a movement of feelings in the dream which i really like to see because mm -hmm. her dreams are working something out for her mm. and i think you know, what's difficult about dreams is they're symbolic. And so people get put off by some of the material in the dreams. I'm kind of excited that we have a dream here where we're going to talk a little bit about sex today, because I think that is a scary theme for people to talk about. Um, mm. Even my clients who have been working with me for a couple of years now have difficulty bringing dreams about sexual material into the room. Mm. Um, because it's always, it's never like real, their real life, what they would normally do in real life. It's always something fantastical. So, so for me, the, the setting of the wedding is standing out. The, the sex is standing out for me. Um, and there's a couple other symbols, but maybe we can just kind of start with those two. You kind yeah, of, absolutely. Kind of absolutely. I, go yep. ahead. No, you go. We're getting excited. I can, <laughs> I'm getting, I, I just got things that I want to say. <laughs> I know, I know, we both, we both do. So I'm, I'm looking at the idea of a wedding, you know, and I think a lot of the times when we think of wedding, we just think of what it is in, in our literal life. Like mm -hmm. I'm joining to this person and we say it's forever and sometimes it's forever and sometimes it's not. But I think the idea of a wedding is joining two things together. Mm -hmm. um, forever so like the symbol of the wedding is that 
And so what we're looking at here is maybe there's a desire or there's some sort of movement within her to join some things together to make her more whole in mm. some way, which I think is kind of exciting. Mm. And I would like to, yeah, um, on the on the end of that, say what I've found interesting is if we if we move with join something together, and I think about wedding as a celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, a celebration of the the commitment forever mm-hmm. and it makes me think because there is this other female in the dream that uh, the dreamer is marrying it makes me think that this is potentially connected to her feminine mm-hmm. and marrying her feminine uh, and um, and the, the anxiety around that uh, is quite interesting mm-hmm. um, and how that relates, I suppose, to I think when, when we have a healthy uh, sex life with our partner, there is um, a masculine and a feminine regardless of um how the partnership is set up mm-hmm. and they have and and it's important to be in your feminine in order to receive the masculine in that way mm-hmm. and i just see there's many themes kind of maybe woven into that yes i think we you and i are on the same page i think we're moving towards the same direction because, you know, and I think maybe we should pause here and kind of talk about masculine and feminine, you know, in the way we mean it, in that um, this isn't male and female. This is an energetic existence within us. You know, we have masculine and we have feminine. And I, you know, it's probably, you know, uh, I think it's based on gender roles. I think that's how we've come to identify what is masculine, what is feminine. But when we look at this, in other ways, like we look at the yin and the yang, and we look at um, the masculine and feminine, or the 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 um, emperor and the empress in the tarot. It's two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. So it's just the internal ways and the external ways. It's mm-hmm. that introversion and extroversion energy. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get hung up on masculine and feminine when we talk about that in this way. Um, and so we don't want to get. I don't want to get lost. I don't want us to get lost in that because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about her inner nurturing being that exists Mm. within. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point to make. Yeah. 100%. And what, what I found interesting is her friend, which by the way, I changed the name of um, (laughs) Lara uh, is uh, she, um, the dreamer talks about being connected with this friend um, in a spiritual kind of way. So I feel like Lara is that symbol of potentially the the feminine that's mm-hmm. um, within, you know, m- maybe within the dreamer um, in the dream. Yeah, I love that, and and I think you know. If you look at this dream, there is an absence of masculine energy. There Mm -hmm. is no masculine 
energy in this dream. It's all feminine. Even at the end of it, she's talking to her mother mm -hmm. or her friend's mother, I guess, to kind of explain to her why she can't join in this wedding ceremony. Um, so I think that's beautiful. We'll come back. I want to come back to mom here in a little, a little bit, but, but I'm really drawn to the fact that she's interrupting and canceling this wedding. Mm. She's canceling it. And we taught, and the reason why she gives in the dream is I can't do this. I'm not attracted sexually to you because you're female. Mm. And when we talk about sex, it's not necessarily sex. Sometimes it's about sex, you know, but most of the time it's about our libidinal energy mm. and like where it's trying to go. And the dreamer did say, if I didn't know that she was depressed, I would wonder if she was depressed because we're cutting this libidinal energy off. And so she's not able to connect with the feminine sides of herself, which is where creativity and all of those things, mm. where the birthing part and the, the, that comes from, you can't create when you're cut off from that. Mm. And so I'm noticing that here. It's like, okay, so some, here's where I'm going to start asking wondering questions. You know, I would wonder, you know, is there something she's trying to do or accomplish or, create in her life that she's stuck and can't do it and is that where now her energy is all went underground into you know her unconscious mind to kind of pull some things up for her mm -hmm. to like and look look at so that she can move through them and then make some changes in her life i mean that's what carl Jung says depression is you know he says that's when our energy goes into the unconscious and it starts kicking up all this stuff that we don't want to see in here because we want to keep on ignoring those things and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad sometimes mm -hmm. it's a reminder of the person we are you know mm -hmm. um and so i'd be wondering about that I'd, I'd wonder you know i know she's got some external things that also are showing maybe she's struggling in her 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 personal life with her partner and those things too so it's like where are we stuck mm -hmm. is that you know and and why why is this here now you know mm -hmm. what does it have for for her to be stuck here in this place and now and why now you know mm. yeah that that's very deep questions to to ask and very relevant um and i'm trying to this beautiful dreamer uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to allow those questions to land for her because I feel um, as she listens back to this podcast, I think um, she's going to take a lot from that, that very profound questions that you're asking now. Mm. Yeah, well, and it's, it's really interesting to think that everything she needs to know to answer that is all right here in this dream. Mm -hmm. It's all laid out. You know, okay. it's all laid out for her. Um, which is very hopeful for me you know there's a couple other elements um here that we could explore she says it's winter time i was very fascinated about this aspect of the dream mm -hmm. yeah winter and didn't feel like it was in australia so generally speaking and this doesn't go for everybody of course but we tend to get married in the um warmer you know maybe autumn or spring kind of seasons. Um, mm -hmm. But she's in the dead of winter. Oh, well, it feels like she said it's winter and, and, and also it didn't feel like it was in Australia because there's 
some aspects of Australia that's winter, but it's not really winter, you know. It's not like I'm wondering if in the dream there was snow or, you know, what what was kind of telling her that it wasn't Australia. Not that we don't get snow here, but um, that also potentially can link back to that stuckness or that depressive kind of era, that real um, inward-facing um, season in her life where she's doing a lot of internal um, exploration and understanding. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I... It, it really, I, I, I think with regards to dreams, they do things like this to us to really mm -hmm. showcase something's out of place. Like this is, you know, look at this, take this uh -huh. into consideration. What comes up for you when you see that it's winter? Yeah. Dreams? So what comes up for me is the spiritual aspects of, of how we, are disconnected from the cycles of the earth and nature and all of those things. I know um, we're in different places, like in Oklahoma, it's winter now. Like it's freezing cold, you know, well, it's supposed to be, it's a little bit warmer than normal here. But um, so this time of year is very introverted for us. We go, we're supposed to go within, but because of like all of the modern technology we have, we don't hibernate. But I mean, it's, it like the sun went down at 5 15 p.m here like you know normally in the summer you have until like eight o'clock before the sun goes down but about six o'clock here i'm ready to go to bed because i'm like oh i've eaten dinner and it's dark so now it's time to go to bed so it kind of forces you inward mm. right and the reason i think i'm thinking about this is because of the comment she made about her friend and the spirituality aspects mm. of it because it feels like there's a pull here to for her to be connected in to the qualities that she explains about this friend. And there's a hesitancy to marry with those qualities, mm. to really go into those places. Mm. And yeah. so I think for me, that's kind of like my spidey senses are telling me, like, I'd want to know, like, what is your relationship with the dark? Mm. And you know, is this time of the year harder for you when it's winter? You know, I think there it's not winter, but here it is, you know. Mm. It's almost like they're in their own personal winter. Mm. Yeah. Because they're yeah. by this depression. Yes, yes. And it's killed their libidinal energy so much so that they're not even interested in, in joining with their partner physically in the outside world. Mm -hmm. able to be interested not that they're not but they're just not able to be because that energy is blocked yeah that's right um and the dreamer also says that she doesn't even think about it so sex is not um uh, just even on her radar it's not important to her um and this is interesting because sex is well, what I think of sex as um, creation, yeah, mm -hmm. I was, this is the birthplace of creation. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there has to be, it feels like there might be a link to potentially um, creation um, and 
um, trust or faith, um, something like this is coming through for um, within herself to, because it's interesting that it's not even a thought, it's not even something that um, is ever on her mind or ever something that she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And then I think, well, um, so there might be some a creative block or something, but then I think potentially um, a connection with self, which then refers again to the marriage and the the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and marrying, yeah. marrying, connecting with that feminine energy. Mm. Well, I think for me, I think this is where it would be hard to go. I don't know how old your dreamer is that brought you this message, but 30s. I'm in 30s, 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 yeah, we're moving into midlife then, right? So we're, we're moving from maiden to mother. I mean, I don't know if this person has experienced literal yes. motherhood or not, yes. but we're moving from maiden to mother and then there's going to be a transition into like crown, right? Mm. And I, and so there is a hesitation to make that move sometimes. Um, and there's a blocked stuckness that does happen because making that move into mother, not like motherhood, but mother, like the energetic mother within us, um, where where we kind of create a little bit more rather than play. Because I think our 20s and our early 30s are about really playing and building our lives and getting to know who we are. Um, but this shift from maiden to mother and then moving into the midlife, um, there's a hesitation because of the sacrifice that you have to make where you have to look at your life and decide what you're going to leave behind. Mm. You know, it can't all come with you. No. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. Way to look at that. And because I do know that uh, the dreamer has two children. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it would make sense that she's moving into the next phase as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and depending on what's happened and, and how she's been initiated by life, you know, if she has experienced trauma, that can move up our timeline a little bit because it exposed us to things that we wouldn't have been exposed to till later on, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, losses that we wouldn't normally have experienced and things like that if we're experiencing, if they we experience some sort of trauma, uh, usually in childhood, right? Mm-hmm. It, there's a loss of innocence and naivety that turns us into tiny adults in a way, mm-hmm. though not fully an adult, you know. Um, so I'm kind of thinking of some of those things and how it may be hesitant, you know. Um, I don't remember what that poem is, but it's like now is the time I put away my childish things. You know, as I sit here, you can see me. I have my rainbow bright shirt on, you know. I'm never going to put my childish things away. <laughs> like, ever, but, but, you know, some of those things we don't have to leave behind. So I'm wondering some of that too. Like, is there something that needs to die in the winter mm. so that she can plan and plant something in the spring, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
And, you know, and, and that's what makes me think of this very empowering aspect of the dream when she mm-hmm. gets to uh, say, this is not right, this is not correct for me. Yeah. And she's uh, owning her energy and her, her power by saying that. And I believe that that is or, you know, um, can be uh, a little gift from this dream that, that the dreamer can take with her and say that she's starting to, maybe there's a seed happening here where she's, that she can take with her into the spring mm-hmm. that that is allowing her to advocate for her own energy and her own power, which I think will help her connect more fully with her feminine or, or the energies that she has within. Mm. Yeah, um, those creative nurturing, you know, energies, mm. you know, because I do think like, I don't think it's just a transition. I am kind of wondering like what her relationship is to her internal mothering process that mm. happens with her, mm. you know, and he, you know, is she able to be gentle with herself when she's depressed? Is she able to be, you know, gentle with herself instead of hypercritical? Because I know that's kind of something, you know, we tend to lean into perfectionism, right? Whenever we, when we get stuck in depression and like try to force ourselves out of it, you know? So Mm. I'm just just thinking about that and I'm wondering um, kind of about the implications of what it would be like for her to feel proud of herself to, you know, she made this decision in the dream world, which is just as important as the real world. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. this comes here, you know, um, if you, I think I've said most of what I would want to say about this. So I have a practice, so you can remind me if you want to say more and I'll I just bring it to add one last thing on. Yes of what you've just said um because you said i wonder what the dreamers mothering process is throughout this because i think that links to the fact that she the mother archetype was definitely in the dream with the uh the the friend's mother Mm -hmm. that she had to um also claim her energy uh, and say what was right, what was best for her, uh, which is very powerful. So potentially as well, um, when you were saying, uh, you know, the approval of the mother, might there might be a theme there um, or not wanting to um, uh, disappoint mm-hmm. uh, but still being true to herself, yeah, to the mother. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just what I wanted to say. Oh, yes. Those internal mothers, you know, we we have internal fathers too. There's an absolute absence of the masculine here Mm. for me, which I think is really interesting. Mm. Um, So now that you've brought that up, I'm going to talk about that a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It makes me feel like this is in the realm of the feminine. Mm. right this is this is an internal process this isn't something that needs to be externalized Mm. there's something that needs that's going on with the end that has to do with all of these nurturing aspects of herself yes and or maybe not just nurturing but like her spiritual her intuitive part like if laura 
represents this friend that's into the spiritual things. Maybe this is her intuition. Maybe she's not wanting to merge with her intuition and her intuitive side, because if she did, she'd have to listen to it, right? Because mm. you can't ignore it. Once you know what it feels like to have that intuition spark within you, you can't ignore it. Mm. And if you do it, makes you depressed. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it just does. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, I know that um, this particular dreamer, you know, she's incredible. I think she does have incredible intuition that's really wanting to come through. And when she wrote the dream to me, she said, and I manifested this because I had this dream and I thought uh, I'd really like to ask Lucy about what she thinks about this dream. And then you said that you were running a podcast. <laughs> so already her intuition is working for her. Anyway, it's happening. Um, uh, she just maybe has to own it and marry it. Mm -hmm. mm. Ah, <laughs> which, which may or may not be fun. I mean, that's <laughs> the thing about you know, about weddings and, you know, celebrations and moving forward and, 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 you know, being asked to go inward in the winter and do that work and hibernate and come back out with what's new, right? Like, mm. it's not, I think it gets glamorized a lot. And I think it gets like love and lighted a lot. I think there's a lot of love and nurturance that goes into this deeper movement within ourselves, but it is not all. <laughs> You know, it is not all fun. There, there yeah. can be lots of crying and 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 depression and difficulty, but it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, so I definitely think uh, I love that that she manifested this and like, you know, and you like wrangled me into it. It was <laughs> it was so much fun how like you got me to do this, and I just laughed about it the whole time, and I was like, well. You know, I'm a manifesting generator, so if it gets thrown at me, I'm probably going to do it because it sounds fun, you know. Before we came on to record this, I was, I said to Shauna, oh, I'm sorry, by the way, I think I've just announced that I'm going to be doing a monthly dream work podcast and you're just going to be here once a month showing up, doing dreams. <laughs> I didn't really ask you if you wanted to commit that much to it, but here we are. And yeah. I, you know, you're not kicking and screaming, so. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really loving it. And I hope, I hope that, you know, kind of unpacking this and kind of exploring it further has been helpful mm. um, for her and for you and me. Like there's messages. I get messages from other people's dreams, you know. Absolutely. And did you have, you said you had something uh, like a follow-up or some, yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to. So kind of one of the things I thought I would bring to this, to these shenanigans that I've been invited to is, is maybe a couple of different ways that she can engage with this material by herself um, to see if she can kind of get everything she needs from it. Um, and if not, you know, that's what we're here for. Like we're, we're we can definitely guide people. Um, so one of the things that I would suggest is like some of the questions that we brought up for her to go back and re-listen and write down all of the questions and really spend some time with the questions. And not only just noting intellectually, you know, kind of like what comes up and emotionally what comes up, but noticing what comes up in her body, 
like when I think about this, like do a bot, like scan your body and be like, oh my gosh, I'm anxious in my chest or my throat or, you know, just thinking about engaging with this, the intuitive part of myself makes my throat close up, you know, whatever comes, just pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even maybe, maybe just sit with it and, and try to open to the discomfort of it and just see if there's anything else in there that comes through. Sometimes images will come out. Uh, sometimes it's words or thoughts or colors. Like it can just be anything, mm-hmm. you know, just be with that material. The second thing, which you pointed out is like the real true, like little nugget gift and what we would call the help in this dream. And I think if she was here with us and she was doing embodied work with one of us, we would ask her to find the help in this dream, mm-hmm. you know, and our lovely Dr. Leslie Ellis taught us this. And it's like my favorite thing to do with my clients. And they think I made it up. And I tell them all the time I didn't make it up. But and and that's this feeling of being proud. You know, and so I would do a little bit of um, imagination work if she's able to and sit with this part of the dream where she's talking to this mother and telling this mother that she's not going to go through with this wedding and just sit with the feeling of what it feels like to do what is right for herself, even Mm -hmm. if it's hard Mm -hmm. and sit with the feeling of being proud and just let it just soak into her body. So Mm. probably what I would do with the dream, you know, do the difficult stuff first and then set with the medicine of the dream, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is what it's like for me to do something that aligns with me and Mm. to be proud. Yeah. 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 I just think it's beautiful. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much. That what a beautiful way to end, end a dream um, to give, yeah, people those, little bits of homework that they can do to to deepen it even more oh we hope you um to the dreamer we hope you enjoyed that dream and um we can move into the next one before we get into dream number two i just wanted to interrupt this little segment i won't keep you long i promise i'm sure you're loving it as much as me remind you about my beautiful one day retreat that I'm hosting on the 31st of January at the beginning of 2024 where you get to immerse yourself in a day filled with getting you to know your energy better to understand it to work with it to honor it to cultivate it to grow it Um, and to use it to the best of your ability for 2024 and beyond. This is going to be a game changer for your life, full stop, underscore, underline, should I say. I'm talking about human design here. Your unique energetic blueprint, it's different for everybody. And you, on this day, we're going to be doing practical things to get you to really work with your energy and understand it. This is something that we're not normally taught. So therefore, we find ourselves overdoing, people-pleasing, not having boundaries, burnt out, stressed out, frustrated, bitter, twisted. And there's a way, I've got a way for you to move through your life that is feel so much more empowered let's make 2024 awesome by 
bringing more life satisfaction, more life fulfillment, way more happiness and joy and creativity, allowing you, giving you the space to be you. I'm so excited for this one day retreat. So if you'd like, go in and grab your ticket. Um, the link to get your ticket is in the show notes. So I can't wait to see you there. All right, let's get back on with the show. Now, this is dream two that we're going to be unpacking. So again, I'll tell the dream and then I'll give a little bit of backstory. I keep dreaming that I'm in a fancy department store and I'm looking for and buying really nice clothes. I want to let everybody know as well that this is a reoccurring dream. So mm-hmm. uh, the dreamer didn't tell me how many times she's had this dream, but the dreams look um, similar with some uh, significant differences um, each time she has it. So she's in this fancy department store and she's looking for and buying really nice clothes. They're different style clothes, not your average really nice clothes. The best way to explain it is they are more sass and bide style, not like witchery or seed. She puts in brackets, I'm laughing at myself as it sounds ridiculous reading it. And she says that they fit her in the dream. It feels like in the dream, I'm shopping to go somewhere, but I don't know where. Mm. And now a little bit of backstory uh, for the dreamer is that uh, the dream, this dreamer has an estranged relationship with her um, parents. In particularly, in particular, her mum. She hasn't spoken to her mum for many, many, many months, uh, and you know, and maybe her dad. Um, she she kind of still speaks to him, but it's not a flowing relationship. Both parents are still together, um, and and in some of the dreams. Um, she sees her mum in the department store as well as she's while she's trying on these nice clothes and she always sees her from distance oh are you with me yeah i'm still here good uh she she um see sees her mum from a distance and when she sees her mum she doesn't have a big emotional uh response she just says oh yeah there's mum but um, her behaviour is that she walks in the opposite direction. And mm. there has been sometimes in her life, in, in her reality world, that she will she has seen her mum in the shopping centre before from a distance and she's just chosen to walk in the opposite direction. She says majority of the time mum is, is just around lurking in the background of these dreams and when asked what she believes that might signify is that she thinks that it there's something around approval or wanting approval from mum 
um, mm-hmm. because that's what she wants for herself. Um, and she believes that mum in the dream is hindering some type of approval. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dreamer uh, is has struggled with body image and she finds it... Um, I think exciting or surprising that she is fitting, being able to fit into these clothes and mm-hmm. that she's lost the weight to be able to fit into these clothes. So she has this um, sense of maybe confidence about her when she's putting these clothes on. Mm-hmm. The dreamer believes that this might be um, talking to or her creative side is wanting to emerge uh, she does have very expensive taste and she's been, been feeling the need to get creative. Mm. Um, and she, the dreamer also um, lets me know that her work is not fulfilling her at the moment um, and she's looking for another outlet. Uh, she says that the weight thing has been an ongoing rut and cycle in her life. Um, mm-hmm. And and she believes that perhaps because she's going somewhere in the dream, perhaps she's trying to move on with her life. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm not too sure what you know in what way that means that's coming across. Um, but she feels in the dream very excited to be searching for something nice to wear, and surprised, like I mentioned that she could see her tummy, um, you know, was flat and she, as she was wearing pants. Um, and there was, she just mentions that there was an, one time in the, re, the recurring dream that she was shopping with her dad, same department store, same situation, getting the clothes, um, but she believes that mum and dad were fighting at the time and she thinks that they'd broken up um, and while they were shopping they saw mum again in the distance. Mm. So there you go. Dream two. What are your initial thoughts there, Shauna? Yeah, so this dream's interesting um, and and I love it immediately. (laughs) Um, As I said, I do all of the dreams, so everybody's going to hear that over and over again every time we do the dream. (laughs) how much I love it. We love um, them. I think it's interesting. I think these both of these dreams have similar things going on in them. So I think that's really interesting. Not um, content-wise, but I'm seeing kind of a, a little bit of a theme. But we'll come back to that here in a second. But so she's she's shopping in this fancy department store. So that's our setting. Um, we don't really have uh, feelings about the dream. Um, she just didn't provide any, I don't think, but we do know there's like some struggling with self-image, maybe some struggling with self-love. Um, those things are just, I assume, come along when we talk about body image and, and those struggles that we have as women. It's usually, it's usually that, like usually we tie into that. So maybe some shame to around here. Um, I'm not for sure. Just, these are just wonderings that I'm having. Um, but a department store is an interesting place to have a dream um, because I think people have different ideas of department stores. I think you and I are 
of the age where we actually went to the mall quite a bit and shopped when we were younger. Those brick and mortar type stores are kind of dwindling away and they're, they're more boutique style now, I think, and um, moving to online. But so there's an actual effort here to go out into the world mm. and really try on some different things. Mm. So that feels really hopeful to me in the dream, right? This idea of like, there's a, we're out in the world. We're not stuck at home. We're not, we're not talking about a dream where she's got this fake image of herself trying on these clothes, which you can do, but mm. it's, it's this idea of like, she's literally trying different things on. Mm. Mm. So I think that's, that's the thing that stands out to me is like, this is something that she's actually putting a lot of effort into in the dream. Cause you and I know what it's like to go try on a bunch of clothes. Mm. It is effort. I don't know if anybody else gets as hot and sweaty and annoyed as I do when I try on clothes, but it's, there's a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. And you know? you know, it makes me think when you say it like that, um, it makes me think as well that this might be a child, um, like an inner child type mm -hmm. aspect as well, because when you were young, your mum would take you clothes shopping and you would have to go and try on many different things. Um, and your mum, potentially, the, the mum would be there to yay or nay it. Um, yes tell you if it's appropriate or not or you know oh it's a bit tight around here or it's a bit you know um no that's not it or that's it so we're always mm -hmm. potentially and and this is just very I don't want to be generic maybe her mum didn't take her shopping when she was younger but that just came to mind um when I yeah thought about that so interesting yes it is interesting I'm also uh thinking about uh, when we watch movies and they do those montages, like if there's ever like a, um, oh man, like uh, I I watched the movie The Sweetest Thing here recently, and they do they stop to do this montage where they're trying on all these different clothes, and so it's like this fashion show is happening, um, and then like in movies, man, I'm trying to think of a movie, but like where they're doing a makeover, where mm. they're really like helping somebody move into being this different person sandy um, in greece <laughs> yes yes it's like there's all of this movement around that it's always centered around the clothes mm. you know? and, and always do, looking you know coming out looking fabulous you know yes looking. it's like they they you know it's like that whole joke about the the ugly pretty girl right mm. like it's like oh she's wearing glasses and we take her glasses off and now she's like this beautiful like amazing goddess now, you know, I'm thinking of like, she's all that and things like that. Um, but there's, there's some of that in here of like, who am I? Mm. And I'm trying all these different clothes. Um, I am not from Australia. So I had to ask Lucy uh, about these store names. Cause I'm like, I don't know any of these, these store names, you know? And so the, the, the clothing that she's trying on are really, really high-end, expensive type clothing. Mm. Things yes. that celebrities could afford mm. to purchase and wear, which I think says something about um, 
maybe maybe there's been a shift in where she's moving with her worth like she's she's giving herself more expensive clothing more mm. she, she's willing to invest more in the dream and herself rather than her normal clothes which are they're expensive and they're going to hurt your budget but they're not going to hurt your budget like a 500 dollars top is going to hurt your budget exactly. right yeah so yeah. i do think there's something interesting here because you said this is a reoccurring dream that's right you know, um, and so I love reoccurring dreams because they show us progress, mm. things that are different. And so sometimes when she has this dream, one or one or the other parent is there, and this one they're notably both absent. Mm. You know, so I'm just kind of, I'm kind of curious because their dream, their dreams can be a little cheeky. Mm. what it's saying about that like i mean i don't know is it saying like the absence of those two people made her able to you know the two energies these two parental energies made her able to where she leaned into buying something more expensive than what she normally would and to be able to look at herself and go oh my gosh i am perfect and amazing and i love the way i look mm. right yeah absolutely i'm getting excited i don't know there's something about this dream it feels really playful and it's making me energized so i'm <laughs> noticing that um but i'm kind of curious your thoughts on that of like the absence of these parental figures and kind of the kind of clothing that she decides to pick out in the dream yeah <laughs> um what makes me think is, i think of um how she's valuing herself potentially uh so the 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 bump up in prestige mm -hmm. uh, and how she's fitting it and how she feels in it and how excited she is is this sense of this growing value within herself and affirming to herself her worth mm. because i love what you said about recurring dreams and how each time it looks slightly different and in this dream uh, there was no parents but the previous dreams mum's kind of been around in the background and dad's had a time um but then this last one that she shares with us she didn't have so there might be this this sense of I'm building my worth um, and I'm affirming that for myself um, was potentially. Though it's interesting because, you know, I don't know, I'm at a bit of a loss here because each time she was excited and she didn't think too much about her mum being in the background. But we can't dismiss that there was, there's a, there's a storyline kind of separate but mm -hmm. it belongs as well, you know, so mm -hmm. we can't dismiss the undercurrent, mm -hmm. even though the main aspect is that she was excited and she didn't feel too, um, just, you know, triggered by seeing her mum in the dream. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's, there's kind of this little um, message underneath that, yeah. I love that you brought that up mm. because I do think, you know, if this dream is asking us to look at something, because it it tells us like dreams tell us things that we both know and we don't know. Mm. So she's 
having this reoccurring dreams where the, the dream figures are changing, I'm curious to know, and I know she appears excited each time she does the shopping, but I'm curious to know in the other dreams if if the the tonality is still the same, right? If I appear excited, but I don't really feel that way, right? Because this is present or that's present, mm. right? But I like that you brought it up because it does, like I'm, I keep doing this now that you did it because it was, it feels like a wave. It's like a ripple because it's compensatory because it's like, it's like maybe it's asking her to look at like how, how do these relationships impact your value mm. that you perceive your own value, right? Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And if we move that inward rather than external and we look at the internal parents, so like those, those models that we have for ourselves, like, you know, our parents or our parental figures, male and female, mom and dad, we all have those inner parental figures. I'd be curious um, if this is more about at this time, she doesn't have, have the internal parental figures or the external parental figures um, causing problems in that. But sometimes it pops up and sometimes it's not. It is there and sometimes it's not. Like it's like a snapshot of like this week my mom's kind of in the background. Mm. So my internal mother plus maybe my my actual mom is mm. in the background, but I'm able to still really enjoy myself. Right. But yes. she's not, there's, yes. a, there's like yes. a hit, you know, yes. like you I think that's what you were saying earlier. And then the fact that my my dad is absent here, then let's like, so how am I not able to externally um, show myself that I value myself? Because the masculine, we just talked a lot about the mother in the other dream. The masculine really helps us kind of externalize everything and create and manifest in our real world. Mm. It's the external nurturing that happens. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's like um, uh, getting up and taking a shower and going to work, even if you don't feel like it, because you've got to pay for your home that you live in, right? Mm. Or getting up and going to work and doing this hard job to, to provide for your family, mm. right? Those tend to be what we think of masculine qualities. Again, you know, it's like it's gender ideology a little bit, mm. but it's the energy in which we're doing it. It's still nurturing and it's still loving, but it's like, okay, so what is that looking like externally? Mm. Are you loving on your body and are you dressing yourself up externally? Are you able to do that? Mm. and uh, what's interesting is her dad was actually with her while she was shopping so she was shopping with her dad for uh -huh. the external um yeah pieces so yeah that's also interesting and that she mentioned that she's not having a great she's not feeling fulfilled at work mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, when you were talking about getting getting up and going to work, the masculine energy, she's not feeling fulfilled at work. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet um, she's certainly finding value and fulfilment 
in in the dream um through the masculine energy as well uh, mm -hmm. so i don't know if the two are even linked uh mm -hmm. but it just felt relevant to say that and also is there a it, it because of the the not fulfillment in the in the in the work and because of the strained relationships with the parents mm -hmm. um she's experiencing a new shiny thing over here yeah. <laughs> you know like the dream's trying to show her another um something that's a little bit more exciting and helpful like there's a lot of help in this dream mm -hmm. yeah yeah just just the amount of like her laughing as she's talking about the dream tells me that there was some fun yes right although although sometimes we have the opposite response you and i have worked on dreams that were really difficult and we couldn't stand the images and we were cracking up that's a defensive mechanism. That's a little bit different than this, you know? Yeah. But uh, it's, you're, you're pointing that out brings me to the idea of shopping, right? And like, you know, you talked about her job. Her job was something that she mentioned when she gave you background information for this dream. And so, I mean, we shop for dreams too. I mean, job, not <laughs> dreams too. <laughs> Ooh, I'm thinking about following your dreams with a job. Yeah, we, we shop for jobs you know mm -hmm. and when we do that we have to sell ourselves mm -hmm. we have to sometimes we got to update our resume and we take new headshots and i got to make sure all my social media accounts i don't look like i'm mm -hmm. you know, and ridiculous because companies can see all of these things and they do look at all of these things you know, when they go to hire you, or at least they do here in America. I don't know if they do in Australia, but in America, like they have things where they can get behind all of your stuff and see all your stuff. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, so I'm thinking about that, this idea. And like, she's not just going to go her normal route. She's not going to go to witchery or seed and go get like, you know, nice stuff. She's going to go all out. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then that that's a very interesting thing, actually, that, that that point you've made there and the process by which you have, to, you know, the comfort zone of staying in a job that's not fulfilling. It's just, well, oh, well, I'm here. It's paying the bills. I'll, I'll just keep getting up and going and doing the thing and ticking the box. At least I don't have to put myself in very uncomfortable situations and have to show up in a way to try and sell myself because that's exhausting and i do know that this um this dreamer is a projector a splenic projector i think if i'm right um so you know projectors are well they like to be invited but then at the same so they don't have the energy like a like a generator and a, a manifesting generator and therefore mm -hmm. To put themselves out there might be exceptionally scary. <laughs> Look at you. I am so excited that you said this because it brings us to the end of the dream. Mm. Where she says that 
she feels like she's getting ready to go somewhere, but she doesn't know where she's going. Mm-hmm. So there, oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> there's almost like there's an invitation for her to open herself to possibilities that may come her way and to take them more seriously. Mm. Whether that's job wise, whether that's, you know, uh, relationship wise, whether it's having fun or, you know, just, just invitations. Valuing yourself, valuing Mm -hmm. yourself in all those areas. Yeah. Is she going to be given opportunities to really show up and, and love herself regardless of whether it's this image of perfection that we have over here on the shelf that says, you know, I have lots of clients that struggle with this, where it's like, if I feel, if I am this size and I can wear these clothes, then I will go out and do that. Mm. And then they engage in all these beautiful sabotaging behaviors and they never get to go where they want to go. Right. Mm. Because they don't, they don't meet this criteria that they've set up. So it's like, mm, it feels like maybe even here, maybe there's an invitation of self-reflection that says like, where are you missing out on opportunities to really show yourself love? What are you not allowing yourself to do or be a part of because you have these expectations? Yes. Oh, that's a good juicy one to end with. I know it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You wrapped that dream up beautifully with those questions. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, you know, like in the other dream where the help is, the help is this intoxicating feeling that you get of like feeling good in these clothes. Just sit with that, feel with what it's like to show up and be dressed to the nines. Right. And to feel great. Mm -hmm. And then practice putting that on when you leave the house, Mm. get up in the morning. All right. I've taken my shower. I've put my clothes on. Now I'm going to sit in this feeling of being fully worthy and and beautiful and amazing. Mm. That, that just that feeling just. Yeah. And choose. (laughs) I I just have this uh, sentence to say is to choose herself every day. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So do you have, apart from, I suppose there was a few questions that I hope that the dreamer can pull out from that, um, which I believe you said. There was a few questions that you've said in there. But is there anything else, any other follow-up exercises that you think is appropriate? Oh, man. Let me, let me just sit here with the stream for a second and see if anything else comes up. I would wonder what it would be like to to sit with yourself, for her to sit with herself. And if mom and dad's opinions or whatever has happened there, obviously there's been some struggles in the relationship. We don't just, just not talk to people because there's not something that happened if there were no like factors there it feels like maybe some grief needs to happen of like what is it that 
that I feel like is holding me back or what has been done. And maybe I could just sit with that and find some words for that so that maybe I could kind of start releasing those expectations, you know, in a, in a way that's very loving and self nurturing and very kind and, and just to show up. And like when this pops up, this problem, you know, this, this self image and the struggle pops up, like if it's tied to mom and dad, like how can I engage with that in a way that says those things are not mine. Mm. Those things do not align with me. Those do not align with my new, um, sass and vibe style and attitude. (laughs) I love it. So that's kind of, own it yes so that that would be one way to deepen into kind of some of the wounding that's showing up in the dream Mm, beautiful thank you so much oh wow that was so fun you're happy to come back next month shauna uh yes yes definitely we'll be doing this again yes we will yes we will Unless there's a lynching and everybody says, no, we don't want this anymore. I'll be back. So in the show notes, if you would like to enter a dream, we have a little Google Doc in there or a form that you can fill out for us where you can just give us your dream and a a bit of background history. We'd love you to submit your dream um and we will hopefully get to discuss it um on the podcast um next month or you know whenever we get time if we get inundated um yeah it'll be in the because i just realized we could talk for hours on just one dream i don't even know how long we've been talking for but it feels like we've been <laughs> chatting for a while Lizzie, but maybe we'll on. only have time for one dream per podcast, but we'll sort it out as we go. Uh, that's not your um, issue. You, all you need to do is just submit us your dream, um, please. And as you know, we hold them so sacred and it's our absolute privilege to sit here with your dream and um, talk about it. If you would like to connect further with Shauna, um, Shauna, where can, and we'll also put the links in our show notes, but where can people find you? Oh, yes. So I have a website. Um, it is spiraljourneydreamwork.com. And so there's a little form there where they can contact me. It also has my email address, but I'll give email is probably the easiest way to contact me. So I'll have you put my email in the show notes if they if they want it that Absolutely. way. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. I love that. Beautiful. And um, of course, my email, uh, my not email, my website is lucyellis.com.au, uh, which I'll also have in the show notes. Um, and on socials, I'm probably loudest on Instagram, um, <laughs> lucyellis underscore therapy. Do you have some socials, Shauna? I'm working on them. So as soon as I have them, I'll, I'll give them to you. Like I've I have too many I'm trying to consolidate, so I only have one. So I can really have a bigger presence on social media. I've kind of been avoiding it, but I don't think I'm going to be able to because you're just going to push me into the, I'm now on a podcast, so I don't think I'm going to be able to avoid it for very much longer. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We need you out there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been 
absolutely you know the, so fun um and i'm so glad that i've snagged you as my dream work buddy all those years ago and now yes. we're doing this i know i'm so excited and thank you for the two lovely people that submitted their dreams today and trusted us with them yes. i hope i hope they got some value and of course if they have follow-up questions on any of the thoughts that i had please email me and i'll I'd love to reach out and explain anything further. Um, you know. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And let's not forget our self-love bank activity for this week. It's a simple yet profound one. And that is to have a laugh. Let go of the seriousness that often accompanies adulthood and find someone to share a really good laugh with. I hope you live with somebody that makes you laugh every day, that you can egg each other on and, and get funnier and funnier by the minute. If not, have you got a friend that you can laugh with really well? And if not... Can you watch a movie? Can you make yourself laugh? It's amazing how a genuine hearty laugh can lift up, uplift our spirits and bring us into joy. Personally, I'm looking forward to a weekend filled with laughter and silliness with some dear friends. And I encourage you to do the same. Don't be an adult all the time. Get crazy, be a child, bring out that inner goofball and have some fun. And in the hustle bustle of everyday life, we often forget to pay attention to our dreams. Those mysterious landscapes where our dreams paint vivid stories and scenarios. I encourage you to take a moment each morning to notice your dreams and the beautiful symbols woven into them. Trust in the messages they carry and consider working with your dream as a powerful tool for a better, more fulfilling life. Our subconscious has a way of guiding us and all we need to do is listen. Until next time, Take care of yourself, nurture your dreams and may your life be filled with laughter and meaning. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Therapist in Your Pocket.